Yo, y'all know what time it is. NCOPD Live, Wednesday night, prime time. We in the building. TPSGL is ready to go. I want all the smoke. Let's do this. to another edition of NCOPD Live hosted by yours truly, the one and only Staff Sergeant Hicks, hashtag the Professional SGL, coming at you live from Beaumont, Texas. So before we get started with part two of tonight's uh, show, once again, this is me. You all have me. Uh, this is my monthly address where I come on once a month without a guest and I talk to you all uh, about some professional development, some things that are on my mind. So before we even get started. We got a couple of admin notes that we want to bring out tonight. So first and foremost, 17 September. Listen, it is getting closer. 17 September, Fort Hood, Texas. We will be in the building. Third CR is hosting their uh, Sister in Arms Forum. And this will be facilitated by the one and only Song First Class, Latoya Green. Uh, you heard about it on her page. You may have seen or heard us talk about it today. The date is getting closer, okay? So if you got time to go get your tickets, we'll make sure we put the uh, flyer uh, in the comments and also put it on the page as well. Scan the QR code if you're in the Fort, uh, Fort Hood area. Scan the QR code, sign up for your tickets. Tickets are free. She has a phenomenal panel that's going to be up there with her. The one and only saw first class, Janina Simmons from Fort Bliss, Texas. Will be in the building and then also song first class aston p muse coming from fort knox kentucky will also be in the building these three female leaders are awesome this show is going to be great ncopd live will be there Oz will be in the building from fort bragg i'm coming up from beaumont texas and we're going to host this event live so even if you're not in fort hood you get the opportunity to still see this uh this great form this great session that i i believe it is going to be phenomenal she's pushing resiliency i'm not going to go in with all of the details but this is going to be something to remember so um make sure you mark your calendars for 17 september also we would like to welcome to the ncopd live team the one and only first sergeant april t collier we had an interview with her on what was it tuesday i believe it was Monday, we had an interview with her. It was Monday or Tuesday. Uh, so First Sergeant Collier is now the public's relation advisor to the TPSGL. So what does that entail? This is the one that goes out along with some of my teammates and they search for guests, potential guests to be on the platform. Now she is the one and only that's gonna head up that, that department. So we like to welcome First Sergeant uh, April T. Collier to the, to the page, to the team. Super excited uh, to have her aboard. Uh, she's already been on and sending me potential guests. And I'm telling you, uh, to do this, you have to have the mind of the TPSGL and know and, and know how I want to drive this train to make sure we put out relevant content to all of those individuals that follow and listen to our platform. So first on, Kali, hit the ground running. I got to be honest with y'all. First on, Kali, hey, there she go. First on Collier hit the ground running within like the first, I don't know, before she even got the position, she sent me somebody. And then like the next day, she sent me somebody else. And then like today, she sent me somebody else. So I'm super excited to have First on Collier on the team. Also, uh, so yes, I'm going to go on and announce this now. Yes, my birthday is Saturday. I'm going to tell you all now, it's a four-day weekend. 
and the TPSGL is going to relax. I am going to relax for my birthday. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to kick back. I'm not planning on doing anything. Um, I'm pretty sure they're probably going to be a flyer or something that they're going to post up on the page. Uh, I don't plan to go live. I'll probably just thank everybody on the on the comments as well. So I'll be 43 years old. Hey, another year. Uh, thankful that I'm able to even reach this age. Uh, so I'm I'm definitely super excited about that. Uh, but like I said, I'm gonna just you know kind of like chill and relax and, and and get my you know get my get my gears going again uh, to continue to finish out this year. So definitely um, super excited about my birthday. Hey, I appreciate it. So tonight, host. So check this out. Tonight we got part two. Remember last month, I started a uh, 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 we were we were building a garden a garden for what makes a great leader and. Uh, I didn't get a chance to finish everything uh, last last month. So I said that we were going to bring it back and we were going to talk about all of these things until it's over. So tonight is part two. I don't think I'm going to get through all of the things I want to talk about tonight. So there may be a part three coming up in October. So tonight I want to talk about part two. We're still planting some seeds in this garden to what makes a great leader. So just to recap, if you missed last week, so the first thing we said that we needed to plant, we needed the leader to have patience. And we needed the leader to have patience because we said not everybody knows what you know. Just because you know how to march troops, just because you know how to uh, do a counseling, just because you know how to write an NCOER, you have to have patience with those leaders that are coming behind you. So as a leader, the very first thing we planted in this garden was patience because you have to have some patience. Then we went back and said, you need to have some humility. There's going to be somebody that knows something better or know how to do something better than you. So you have to be humble enough to be able to step back to let somebody else shine. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, so we said you need to have some humility. Then we said you need to have some competence. And we said that competence is not just knowing how to do something, but being able to do it efficiently and effectively. And then we made a statement of, you know, a lot of leaders just want to be right, but they don't want to do right in order to be right. So you have to have some competence in order to know what right is and do the right thing in order to be right. So we talked about you need to have some competence. And then we ended off with you need to have some character. And that was about your makeup or where you're from, uh, about who you are genuinely. And we talked about character versus reputation. Reputation is what you want us to know, but your character is what is going to tell and what we need to know about you. So when I start part two tonight, I want to continue building this garden. And the first thing I want to talk about is you got to have some commitment. You have to be committed to something. And my question is, is, as a leader, what are you committed to? What are you committed to? Are you committed to just showing up and just, you know, just doing the bare minimum? Are, are you committed to the entire force? We call it the total soldier concept at the academy. Are you committed to it all? I want to use this guy as a uh, as a um, as an example. So a lot of people saw the uh, uh, he's you, you all. If you haven't, go and search it. The Marine uh, Battalion Commander that did the video and uh, challenged his leaders and held them accountable. And I know that there was a lot of discrepancy about the video, and some people probably thought that maybe he shouldn't have did it. But he was committed to something bigger. Watch this. He was committed to something bigger than himself. Are you committed to something bigger than just you? Because guess what? When you're committed to something, it doesn't matter what happens. If you stand for it and you're committed to it, you're going to fight for what you believe in. Now, here's the key thing about being committed. Sometimes you have a lot of people that are committed, but they're not all the way in. They're only committed partially. They're only committed, as they used to say, the elders used to say, peace away. They're not committed fully, fully committed. I know we've seen this church, this song in church. It's called fully committed. Are you fully committed to what you're doing as a leader? Are you fully committed to the subordinates that are up under you? Are you fully committed to the mission that's at hand? A lot of times we think that we are entitled to something because we are leaders, but we're not committed to what we're expecting. And I've, I've said this before and I made this this uh, this statement and it became a flyer. Your, your, your expectations need to match up with your commitment. So if you're expecting 
uh, if you're expecting a, a leader to always look out for you, or if you're expecting your soldiers to follow you, then guess what? Your level of commitment as a leader needs to match what your expectancy is. I can't be a leader and expect my soldiers. I can't be a leader and expect my soldiers to show up on time when I'm not committed to showing up on time. I can't be a leader and expect my soldiers to do the right thing when I'm not doing the right thing. I got one for you. I can't expect as a leader to watch my soldiers or tell my soldiers to behave themselves uh, to behave themselves uh, professionally on social media when as the leader, I'm not committed to behaving myself on social media. So what are you committed to? And then how much commitment are you willing to give? Some people willing to give 50, some people willing to give 20, 30 and whatever. But in this fight as a leader, in this organization as a leader, you have to be fully committed. No matter what come, what may, you have to be fully committed. One of the things that I used, I learned as a young soldier, and I've seen it happen, that when my leaders were complaining about something, guess what happened? That spews over into the section or that spews over into the into the, uh, into the the squad or it spews over into the team. Because if I see that my leader is not committed, then I'm probably going to not be committed too. So we have to be fully committed. And sometimes, let me tell you this, commitment, brings about sacrifice a lot of people don't want to hear that but if you're committed to something something somewhere is going to take a back seat because you're committed to the mission and at the end of the day what is one of our first war ethos i will always place the mission first so when i say i will always place the mission first that is me saying that i'm committed to whatever the mission is i'm committed to whatever the fight is. I'm committed to whatever the task is. And as leaders, one of the first things we need to be a great leader is we have to have some commitment. I want to back commitment up with you got to have some followship. Not fellowship, but followship. And I'm going to bring this twofold. Followship, I mean, people have to be willing to follow you. People have to be willing to to go to the gusto with you. I was talking to my battle buddy. I don't know if she's watching tonight, but I'm going to put her name out there. So I was talking to my battle buddy, Staff Sergeant Becerra today. She was uh, at the unit, and I was talking to her about another leader in the unit. I said, I don't know what it is about Major Goodall, and he's the alpha team uh, team lead for uh, our uh, one of the platoons in our battalion. So he's the alpha team leader. And from the first time that I spoke to this individual, I, I had never met him yet because we were doing uh, BA uh, virtual battle assemblies. So I had never met Major Goodall. But from the first time that I talked to this individual on the phone, it was immediate buy-in. And I was telling her today, I said, man, listen, I will follow that guy. It's something about him that makes me follow. Followship. Who's willing to follow you as a leader? Who's willing to to no matter what happened, that you don't even have to ask because you have fellowship that they're willing to do it in spite of because it's the right thing to do. Who's willing to follow you as a leader? Another thing about fellowship, I want to flip the script just a tad bit. Fellowship. You first have to be a good follower in order to be a good leader. I gave this. I told this. I told this uh, at church a couple of Sundays ago. I remember when I was in. I remember when I was in the second grade. And my teacher name was Miss Jermaine. And I was doing everything to be the line leader. You know, whenever you got ready to leave class, they had one person that was in charge of the line. That person was in the front. And that person was, was in charge to lead the line wherever we was going, whether it was going to recess, it was going to the library, or if you had music or whatever it was that you had. There was only one line leader. And I was doing everything I could. I sat up properly in my chair. I would answer the questions. I would go around and help people because I wanted to be the line leader. But she never called me to be the line leader. And I'll never forget this. You know, when you go to recess and they let the kids go off and play and the teachers will huddle up, you know, at the door or by the monkey bars or wherever they would huddle up at your school. They would always be together and they would be watching the children as they play. 
So this particular day, I made up my mind. You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go talk to Miss Jermaine. And I went to her and I said, Miss Jermaine, can I talk to you for a minute? And she was like, What you got? And I said, I want to know why you have yet to call me to be the line leader. And I will never forget her response. Before she replied to me, she looked at her counterparts, the other teachers. And then she looked at me and she said, well, the reason I have yet to call you to be the line leader is because in order to be a good leader, you first have to be a good follower. And let's be honest, y'all. We have a lot of people that are in leadership position, but they don't have no followership because they have yet to learn how to be a follower. So you can't be a great leader if you don't have followership. And the only way you're going to have followership for individuals to follow you is that you first have to be a good follower. You first have to be committed in order for somebody to follow you. And guess what? It's like it's almost like a disease. When people see when people see that you're committed, they're willing to follow you. When they can look back over your career and see that you were an example of what a follower should be, then guess what? They know that you're a great follower, so now they're willing to follow you. So ask yourself, do you have followership? And you got to don't get it mixed up. Fellowship versus followership is different. I'm talking about followership. Individuals willing to follow you. Say it's something, you know what? It's something about that NCO or it's something about that officer. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's something about him. I'll give you another example. Basic training, Alpha Company 128, Black Lines, Fort Jackson, uh, South Carolina. I'll never forget this, this drill sergeant. He wasn't even my platoon drill sergeant. He wasn't even my platoon drill sergeant. But drill sergeant Cherry, listen, y'all, when I tell you this man could call cadence this brother could call cadence and i said man i want to call cadence just like him it was something about him that made me want to learn and follow him in order just listen just to call cadence just to call cadence i'm not trying to slide him saying that he wasn't a great professional great nco but but he had something that was that was that stuck out that was making me want to follow him just to learn how to call cadence. So, you know, what, what does old PB2, uh, I think I was a private at the time, what old private Hicks do? But you know what? I'm going to go approach my drill. I'm going to go approach that drill sergeant. And I went to him and I was like, drill sergeant, you know, I want to learn how to call cadence just like you. And, you know, back in the day, they would smoke you for coming over there, not, you know, not clearing it with your drill sergeant or just coming over there without a battle buddy or whatever. And he proceeded to smoke me. I'm going somewhere with this, y'all. We're talking about fellowship. He proceeded to smoke me. Front back gold me, made me go get my battle buddy. Front back gold me in the sand pit. I'm talking about, but I was willing to go through whatever just because I was willing to follow him just to learn how to call cadence because there was something unique about him that gravitated to me that I wanted to follow him to learn how to call cadence. So as a leader, you need to have followership. And then if you don't have followership, ask yourself, why is it that I don't have followership? And the first person we need to look at is like Michael Jackson said, the man in the mirror. Because not all the time it's the soldier's issue. Sometimes it's the leader issue. You can't expect to have followership and always think that it's the soldier with the issue. No, sometimes it's the leader. And it could be because we have not learned how to be a follower. Not being a follower, I spoke about it earlier, not being a follower is complaining when you got to come in early and you're doing it. If you're not willing to follow the first song or the platoon song, come on, y'all. If you're not willing to follow the, 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 the legal orders, that come down, if you're not willing to follow, then how do you expect soldiers or junior subordinate leaders to follow you? In order to gain followership, you have to be a good follower. And I'll never forget those two stories 
and uh, when I was in the second grade and with Drill Sergeant uh, Cherry. It was something about him that made me want to follow him to be a good cadence caller. caller. And it was the message that my second grade teacher told me about in order to be a good leader, you have to be a good follower. And then it was something about Major Goodall that when I first seen, when I first talked to him, I was like, I will follow this guy because of how he takes care of soldiers, of, of because of how he carries himself as a leader and how he uh, articulate what he's doing. It was something about him that made me want to have followership with him. And my question is, is have you gained followership? from your subordinates? Have you gained followership, not even just from your subordinates, but from your peers and seniors alike? Have you gained followership? What do people say when they see you? Do they say, you know what, I'll follow him or I'll follow her? Or will they, will they say, mm, I don't know, it's a little skeptical about it. I don't know if I will follow that individual. In order to be a good leader, you have to have followership. Now this next one, the next seed that I want to plant uh, in this garden is, listen, y'all, you got to have some morals. You got to have some morals. Now, understand this. The thing with morals is that it can be tricky. You know why? Because not everybody going to have the same morals and standards. Not everybody going to have the same morals of how they were brought up. Not everybody. But it ought to be something about you that you have some morals that you are just not going to stand for. And your morals are part of your makeup, which makes up your character. I'm going to say that again. The morals and the beliefs that you have is part of the makeup of who your character really is. You used to hear the statement say that if you don't uh, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Right. Your moral beliefs of of of, of what you believe is right. Your moral beliefs of. Uh, of of what you or what you believed in of how you were raised that you that you're gonna stand on it no matter what that what come what may your moral beliefs is what I'm talking about what are your moral beliefs so I'll tell you one for instance like me um one of my moral beliefs is is hey treat everybody the same regardless of their race color sexual preference or whatever you treat everybody the same and I'll say this, and um, one of my biggest mentors was my grandfather. May he rest in peace. One of my biggest mentors was my grandfather. And uh, my grandfather treated everybody the same. If, if, if he had to give you the smoke, he gave you the smoke. If he had to give this person the smoke, he gave that person the smoke. But guess what? He treated everybody with compassion, love, dignity, and respect. So one of my biggest moral beliefs is treat everybody the same. Treat everybody with respect, dignity and respect. Now, you may say some people you can't treat the same. So let me break it down like this. Yeah, like I got my kids, right? So, you know, my girls, them them, them my babies, man, them, them, them my hearts. All my kids, I love all my kids. You know, I love them all the same but differently because I can't, I can't, I can't love on or talk to Shala how I may talk to LaPrasia. I can I may be able to be a little a little stern with Prasia and so if I can't be stern with Shala because Shala's a little bit more eh, now she's starting to come out of her shell but my moral beliefs of all of that is to treat them the same because I believe in treating people with dignity and respect but I love them differently. I mean I love them the same but I, I love them differently if that makes sense. So I'll give you an example. So why am I real big on, on, on one of my biggest morals is respect. If you all don't remember, I told you all a, a couple of years back, and I think I may have even said it this year, that I'll never forget this. Uh, a second lieutenant wrote me an NCOER, 4-4 NCOER, and put a no in the respect block. Now, out of all of the Army values, out of all seven Army values, respect is my biggest one. Because I'm going to treat you with respect. Because that is my moral belief. Now watch this before I finish telling the story. 
as a leader, my moral belief is respect no matter what. So you know what? You know how we always treat that one soldier that's getting chaptered out? Oh, man, I don't want to have to. Man, come on, man. I don't got to. I got to escort this soldier around because they want to go get a DUI or they want to do drugs. And now I got to take away from my time. And so what happens is, is we tend to shun that individual off. But even the soldier that's getting chaptered out of the army deserves respect. So one of my moral compasses or my moral beliefs with me is respect. And here's what goes along with moral beliefs. And mine particularly, I'm talking about respect. I don't have to like you to respect you. I'm going to say, I'm going to run that one by you again. I don't have to like you to respect you. And I'm not just talking about respecting the uniform. Listen, y'all, come a little closer. I'm not just talking about respecting the uniform or the rank. I'm talking about in order to be a great leader, to even look that individual in the face, I know you're trying to railroad my career. I know that you have malice and intentions in your heart against me. But at the end of the day, I can still respect you as a person. Now, some people may say, I don't know, TPSGL. That might be a little, that might be a little dicey. But what makes a great leader is in spite of how you treat me, in spite of how you may talk about me, in spite of how you may try to come for my career, you know what? I can still respect you as a person, not because regulatory guidance directs me to do it, but because I can respect you as a person. And even though you may have not have my best interest in for me, I'm going to still treat you with dignity and respect. You ever heard that statement, statement say, uh, kill him with kill him with kindness. Kill him with love and kindness. Or I, I don't I don't ever like to talk uh, 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 you know um, religion on the show. But that's that's one of my favorite scriptures that says, "With love and kindness have I drawn thee." In spite of how you may treat me, with love and kindness have I drawn thee. It's something about you that keeps bringing you back to me, and I'm going to continue to treat you with respect, regardless of what. So one of my moral beliefs is to treat everybody with dignity and respect. Listen, I don't have to agree with what you have done or what you do in order to respect you. And I'm going to bring up last week's guest. I knew when I took that interview that it was going to be some controversial individuals that were going to comment on the flyer. Uh, some individuals came into the inbox and, and was just, it was, I mean, I couldn't even believe it. But I knew that that was going to come. And even those individuals that commented negatively or that commented unprofessionally, um, unprofessionally I saw an Artie Murphy member, but we still treated that individual with dignity and respect. Hey, you're okay to have your difference of opinions, but my moral belief, one of my moral beliefs, is treat individuals with dignity and respect, period. Now, did I know that everybody was going to, uh, not everybody was going to say negative things about it? I knew that too. I knew that too. But the purpose of me giving him that opportunity to come onto this platform is because I respect the accomplishments that he had, that he had accomplished. Yeah, was there a blemish on his record? Yeah, was there something that came up that uh, he was falsely accused, whether you want to still believe it or not. Yeah, it came up. But I had enough respect for who he was to bring him on this platform and give him the opportunity to speak his truth because of the respect that I have. And then even the ones that commented negatively, even the ones that came in the inbox, even the ones that sent the message saying, I know that this is your platform, but I think you're, you know, I'm paraphrasing this. You're headed in the wrong direction. You're going to lose followers. But the respect even for them was still there in our reply. And I made sure whether it was Oz, Miss Kia, KP, or Coach K, or whoever that has access to this platform, we will always treat individuals with dignity and respect, no matter how they come at us on this platform. You ask anybody that's a team member of this platform, you will treat an individual with dignity and respect, or you will find yourself off this team. Why? 
because respect is one of my top moral beliefs. So what morals are you willing to set in place that what happened, no matter what happens, that you're willing to gain, you're willing to hone in on that because that's your moral belief. You have to have morals as a leader. And sometimes having morals, you got to look a soldier or a person in the eye and tell them when they just ain't right. But you have to have morals. You have to be willing to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Another thing, this is a big one. As a leader that we want to plant in this garden, guess what? And this one is big. You got to have effective communication skills. You got to be able to communicate. There's no way you can be successful as a leader without having effective communication skills. Matter of fact, communication is so big in the army that if, if not done properly, lives are at stake. Careers are at stake. Families are at stake. Yes, dependents are at stake if a leader doesn't have effective communication skills. The SMA didn't make it to where he is without being an effective communicator. The chief of staff of the army, the, your brigade commander, your squad leader or whatever, didn't make it to where they are without effective communication skills. Nowadays, what we see is, and I'm not, now don't get me wrong, now, before everybody start bashing me, y'all need to understand, this is, once again, like I said last week, this is just according to the TPSGL. But one of the biggest things I despise as a leader is not everything needs to be done throughout text messaging. Because guess what? Watch this. And here's the reason why I don't feel certain things shouldn't be done throughout text messages. Because guess what? However, I read that text message is how I perceive it. So in my in my professional opinion, text messaging is not the always the effective way of communicating. I'll give you another one. If we're two cubicles down, right? We're two cubicles down. And you send me an email or you call me. Really? Whatever happened to face-to-face -face dialogue with leaders? The most effective way of communication is face-to-face -face value. Because guess what? I get to see your demeanors. I get to see your body, your body language. I get to see your intent behind the message if I'm looking at you face-to-face. -face. You want to know the most effective way of communication? Like I said, face-to-face -face value. Face-to-face. -face. But nowadays, we want to send things through text message. We want to send things through email. Instead of getting up, going to that individual and having a face-to-face -face dialogue with that individual. That is one of the most effective way of communicating. That is the effective way of communication. Uh, sorry, the group says not just be able to communicate, but also know how to listen. You, 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 you in my Kool-Aid, you in my Kool-Aid because I ain't got to the listen part yet, but not uh, just know and knowing how to listen as well. One way communication is counterproductive. Let me stay right there since he already brought the cat, the cat out the bag. One way of having effective communication skills Yes, is that you have to be a good listener. And what 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 gets me the most is when we ask somebody or they're, they're communicating with us and then every few sentences, we're cutting them off. Or every few words, we're interrupting. How is that an effective communicator when you're not listening to what I'm saying? In order to have connect, uh, effective communicational skills, you have to be willing to listen. And in order to listen, I told y'all, look, write this down, type type this in. Listen versus silent. Yeah, I, somebody just type it in the comments right now and, I, and I'll make sure it come up on the screen. I'm gonna wait for a second. Listen versus silent. Anybody just type it in there. L-I-S-T-N versus silent. And I talked about this the other day because I got this from uh, Command Sergeant Major Euleth uh, the income sergeant major when we got off camera about a month ago, and we're talking about being an effective communication, uh, effective communication, uh, communicator, and effective communication skills. And like sergeant major said, you have to be a good listener. And in order to listen, in order to listen, 
you have to be silent. So anybody, somebody type in, listen, L-I-S-T-E-N versus silent. As soon as I see it, I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up. And I want to show y'all exactly why I want somebody to type this in. Listen versus silent. And until it come up, let me just go ahead and stay on my soapbox. But I can't be an effective communicator if I don't learn how to listen to the people that are talking to me. Oh, it's not, it's there. Okay, listen versus silent. Now, everybody look at everybody look at these these letters, right? They have the same exact letters, but they're rearranged differently to make a different word that has a different meaning. L-I-S-T-E-N, rearrange the words, S-I-L-E-N-T. Same word, same letters, different words, different meaning. And watch this. You can't do one without the other. I can't listen to you unless I'm solid. So I can hear what it is that you're trying to say. So, yes, Sergeant Major, you're right. In order to be a great communicator, you have to be willing to listen. And in order to listen, sometimes you just got to, let me just say, like, sometimes you just got to shut up. A lot of people like to hear themselves talk. Just because you know how to talk doesn't mean that you're a great communicator. Because is your message clear and concise? I could take it, I could spin it that way. Is your message clear and concise when you're putting out information? Uh, you ever had you ever had it to a time where um you know they change change uh formation location in the evening time, right? Everybody that went home, they changed location, right? So what's the first thing we do? Everybody text, hey, new location, blah 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 blah. Go somewhere with me on this. Some people can say, hey, I never got that text message. I never got I, I never got that text message, whether they were in a bad location or or whether they just deleted it off their phone and say, hey, I never got that. I never got that. Uh, I never got that. I never got that. I never got that message. I never got that change. But here's what gets me. Face to face dialogue or over the phone dialogue, talking to that individual makes the communication that much better because you're giving it to them directly. There's no way to perceive it. And then, you know, yeah, we can argue the fact that some people may still perceive the message that you're giving them another way. That's 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 up for debate. But the effectiveness of that communication is, is clear cut and concise. Hey, we're not meeting at the at the unit tomorrow. We're meeting over at William Stadium. We're not meeting at the motor pool tomorrow. We're meeting at the brigade headquarters. So when we when we're communicating with our subordinates, uh, first and foremost, it needs to be clear, it needs to be concise, and then also when we're being a, a effective communicator as a leader, we have to be willing to listen. So I want to style this when you go back to your counseling session. Not jumping on nobody. Don't incriminate yourself. But when you're in your counseling sessions, is it a two way dialogue, or is it just one way, or it may not even be nobody talking. Hey, read this. I know we've all seen it, heard about it, or we've been a part of it. Hey, read this counseling. Uh, get back to me. Sign and date it, and then you know we'll go from there. Is that really an effective communication? Uh, uh, communication is that really effective communication? Is that really effective communication skills? Sign this counseling. Get it back to me. But when you're counseling, you're communicating, you're having dialogue with the individual that you're doing. So let me ask you this. Uh, would you would you do uh, 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 a, a counseling session over the phone? Because not only uh, when it talks about effective communication or effective communication skills, when you're communicating with someone, you have to make sure that you have the buy-in from that individual that you're communicating with. Would you do 
in the would you do a counseling session on on or over the phone and and if you did how effective would that be you don't know my mannerisms you don't know what i'm you don't know what i'm doing you know you're sitting there giving me this counseling but if i can see you face to face if i'm sitting down and i'm having dialogue uh when i'm talking to you i can see how you're interacting i can see your your body language i can see how you're interacting with me while we're having this conversation and understand this effective communication is not one way there's a time to listen and then there's a time to speak there's a time to listen and then there's a time to speak but effective communication is us having a dialogue i'm able to speak as well not only uh that you're you're able, you're the only one speaking. Now, there's some counselor session that you, you know, you got to go back and say, ah, yeah, hey, yep, this is this counseling. Hey, sorry, check this out. This is what you did. This is what I'm doing. And you read that counseling out. But even then, in those type of counseling, you can still make it effective. You know why? After you finish doing that counseling, ask questions. Hey, do you understand why I had to do this? Do you understand the reasoning or the method behind your actions as to what you have done? It can still be effective even in a negative counseling situation. But you got to be willing to have effective communication skills. Another thing that as a leader, one of the things that I feel that you need to have to be an effective leader is, hey, you have to be somewhat reserved. Now, what now? This is the twist where I'm taking this somewhere else. Not everything that you do needs to be broadcast on social media. We talked about this social media piece, how you conduct yourself on social media and how you do this or whatever. You know, not everything you do on social media needs to be broadcast. So some people may say, Well, you know, I have nothing, to, I have nothing to hide. Well, let me pose this question to you and this is why i say uh so y'all like my you know like my new uh ncopd live shirt i just thought about that but not everything you do needs to be broadcast on social media and as a leader this is why i feel like some things you need to be reserved it's not that you have anything to hide but it's just some things that you do does not need to be broadcasted so i'll ask you this question and I need y'all to walk with me on this one. Uh, would you broadcast an intimate event between you and your spouse on social media? I'm going to say that everybody's going to say no. And do you know why? It's because that is a part of your of your of that of that privacy that everybody don't need to see. There's a part. It's not that you have anything to hide, but you wouldn't broadcast a live video of you and your partner in an intimate situation or intimate encounter. There's parts of being a leader that not all the time your soldiers need to know about you. So y'all notice on this platform, I told y'all I will not drink on my platform. Not going to do it. Anytime y'all see me, y'all see me, I may have some water. Even y'all remember back in the day when I was in um when I was in Fort Lee, I had I had the red, I had the red styrofoam cup. And I'm gonna tell y'all, see, I'm gonna let y'all know something about me, but this ain't private. I can share this with y'all. So I would always have the red styrofoam cup. So, and the reason I would have them is because I hey, if I ain't gotta wash dishes, I mean, shoot, you get you get done with the cup, you throw the cup in the trash can, right. You get done with the cup, you throw a cup in the trash can. So even when I would have a red cup and I'm on camera, one of the first things I would tell y'all is, hey, listen, now, I know y'all see this red solo cup and I know what society has deemed the purpose of the solo cup. But I need y'all to understand that it is not no alcoholic beverage in this cup. So I, I choose not to drink on my platform. Now, does it mean that the TPSGL don't have an adult beverage, you know, every now and then? Of course. But I won't do it on social media. And I see a lot of leaders 
doing so much on social media. And this is why I say you need to be reserved. A leader, some leaders do so much on social media, but then when you try to come back to formation on Monday morning and you're trying to tell me what's right from wrong and you was out in the club carrying on and doing what you were doing. I'm not, listen, y'all, I'm not saying don't go and have a good time. I'm not saying, I saw somebody had a comment. Uh, 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 Sorry, Major Brecker. Hey, I need to call you. Uh, Sorry, Major Brecker said, uh, Brecker said 100%. And it was, it was, uh, you have to set boundaries. If not, problems will happen. So, so, so social media shouldn't be your vice to advertise everything about you. There's some things about my, there's some things, and even, even the close people in my, in my closest circle. And, and I'm going to be honest with y'all. My close circle is almost like a dot. It's almost like a period. That's how many people are in my close circle. And I'm not talking about my family. I'm just talking about friends, military friends. My my intermediate circle, even on my platform, is it's almost like a dot. Because there's things about me that I choose not to share with everybody else. Not saying that I have anything to hide, but there's things about me that I'm reserved about what I put on social media. Why is it like that? Why is it like that, uh, TPSGL? I'm glad you asked. Because some people may not be able to handle some of the things that I do off camera. Like, for instance, I'm a spades player till I die. Anybody want that smoke, get your partner, spades player. Now, when I'm on space table, if you a true space player, and you get on, you 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 out there, you throwing the spades, or when your partner miss a book, and they see you throwing off, let's just let's just be honest. Hey, it might it might get it might get a little heated, might get a little heated, because I'm a competitive individual and I want to win, so it may get a, it may get a little heated. That's not something I would broadcast on social media. So there's some things, yes, you have to set some boundaries. You have to be reserved about some of the things you do on social media. So as a leader, yes, you need to be reserved. Last thing I want to talk about, and I'll, and I'll finish. I got like about 10, what? Nine more things I want to talk about. So there's going to be a part three in October about this garden as a leader. Last thing I want to talk about. Look, I see everybody talking about spades. Last thing you need to play, you need to plant in this garden to be an, a, a great leader is you got to plant example. You have to be a good example. Because you can't come tell me to not walk and talk on my cell phone. But then when you get out of your car, from your car to the front door of the building, you're walking and talking on your cell phone. You can't tell me to be on time for formation and then you're not on time for formation. You can't correct me and tell me my uniform is jacked up, but your uniform is jacked up. So the question is, when it comes to example, what kind of example are you? What kind of example do you identify with when it comes to your juniors, your subordinates, your peers alike? Audio message or visual. Y'all may have seen this uh, this the, uh, phrase that came up. It was I posted something on NCOP Live back in 2019. And um, I know Oz talked to me about it today. And it was something about, um, it was something along the lines of people will make sure that their hat matches their shoes or that their belt matches their shoes, but their actions won't match their words. I'm going to say it again. People will make sure that their hat or whatever, their belt matches their shoes, but they won't make sure that their actions match their words. What kind of example are you being? Are you an example 
for somebody to follow? Or are you an example that people say, you know what? I can't listen to nothing that he or she says because their audio doesn't match their visual. So there will be a part three. There will be a part three. Uh, let me see, man. I, I'm gonna go through some of these comments. Powerful comment. Uh, powerful comment. Uh, going to have to add that to my cool toolkit. Appreciate it. Uh, uh, must be an example first. Yes, audio have to match your visual. Uh, I see a lot of space people on here. Uh, some don't know how to separate personal from. Oh my goodness. There, there's, there's definitely a different. Let me just talk in on that since, since that was brought up. Yeah, so that's why you need to be reserved because something that I do personally doesn't need to be my professional life. It doesn't. And it doesn't and I, and I don't want somebody to take away from this saying, "Oh man, you know what? I knew that guy had something to hide." No. No. But I just don't air everything on social media that I do in my personal life. Now y'all may see me share uh pictures with my grandbabies or if I'm on FaceTime with her and I snatch a, I snatch a picture real quick and I'll share that. Or you all may have seen like uh, sometimes uh, on Christmas Eve when I go back home, I allow I allow you all to come into my home when I'm with my family and how we celebrate Christmas Eve and how we celebrate Christmas. I may allow. Yeah, but that's a part of me that, yeah, I don't mind sharing with you all. But there are just some things about the TPSGL that I don't share on social media because guess what? It may affect someone that follows me, that look up to me as a person to say, hey, you know what? That's a guy that I want to follow. And some people are not there yet to understand that as a leader, it's okay to have an alcoholic beverage. I'll, this may be controversial, but I'm going to say this. Even in person, that there are some things that I don't do in person when I'm around other people. Case in point, got nothing against balls, got nothing against them. I believe in the tradition. I believe I, I, I believe in it. But one thing you will not see, we ain't going to even talk about the TPSGL, but one thing you will not see Staff Sergeant Hicks do is get drunk at a ball. And I'm going to tell y'all my own professional reason why, and then I'm going to get off the mic. Once again, let me state this. I don't have anything against military balls, dining in functions, or anything like that. I think that they are great. However, there are some things, in my own professional opinion, I think that there are some things we might need to go back and revisit. But here's why you will never see the TPSGL uh, drunk at a ball. First and foremost, because of the uniform that I have on. Now, y'all may think I'm blowing smoke. No, I'm telling y'all the truth. Because when I put on those dress blues, I love the dress blues than I do the ACUs. I ain't got to get some pinky greens, but it's just something about them blues. I love the way the blues look with the with the, the decorations and got your, your uh, um, order of St. Christopher around your neck. And your shoes is polished and black and around the, around the edge. You got that nice edge dressing on and it's crisp. And you got the crease in them and everything. Your tie tie right. Everything is something about the dress blues. It goes something about it. It's probably going to fall back into that moral thing. But so when it comes to the TPSGL and Staff Sergeant Hicks at balls, I don't get drunk because I respect the uniform that I have on. So that's number one. Another reason why I don't I don't get uh, drunk at balls is because I understand that my leadership is there. Not only is my leadership there, my peers are there. Not only is my peers are there, but my soldiers may be there. And so guess what? That example that I want to set is that you will never see me intoxicated at a ball, a dining in, or out at a club. Or out at a bar. Why? It's because of the example that I'm setting. Watch this. It goes back to the first thing we're talking about. I'm committed 
to making sure that the example that I'm setting is a positive example. Now, does that mean that the TPSGL is perfect? No, it does not. No. That doesn't mean that TPSGL is, is perfect. But what I do strive to do is to make sure that I set a good example for those that are following me. So, hey, I'm going to jump off. Uh, there will be a part three of building this garden, this garden to becoming a great leader. And there's a whole lot of things that can go into this garden. But once this garden is finished and you look over it, just like any other garden, this garden is going to be beautiful. But one of the things I'm going to talk to you all about, and I didn't get to it today, I thought I was, just like any other garden, you have to continue. Whoop, you have to continue to work at that garden. Just because you plant the seed and you just go back and kick back and say, I'm just going to watch everything grow. No, that's some things that you have to do as a leader. You have to always go back and fine tune your commitment. You almost have to go back and I'm, let me get off of that because I'm giving y'all too much. I'm giving y'all too much. But trust me, when I when I style this garden and I get done with it and we put it all together, listen, I'm telling y'all, it is going to be something that's going to be beneficial to help everybody, not just a certain rank, but anybody that may go back and look at this podcast. So there will be a part three uh, to this, to this, uh, to this, um, to building this garden. So, hey, listen, so for the month of September, the month of September is going to be busy uh i'm just gonna share this a little bit ace uh master and purdy i need to i need to i need you to inbox me your number i need to call you after this i got i got something i need to talk to you about uh you ran across my mind today so i i definitely want i definitely want to talk to you so if you can inbox me your number uh and i'm gonna call you when i get off camera so listen so for the month of september september is gonna be a busy month so I'm just going to share a couple of things with y'all that we got working on behind the scenes. So on the 8th, next week, we got the AMC SAR Major, Command SAR Major, uh, Delgado will be in the building. Yes, this is the top logistician, senior enlisted logistician in the Army. He will be in the building next week. And then on the 15th, so I don't know if y'all seen this, um, there was this story about this, about this uh, young leader, young sergeant from uh kentucky she's national guard and there was a story that was brought to me by somebody on my team and i read the story and i'm like hey reach out to her let's get her so sergeant latonya burns will be on on the 15th of of uh september and who i got for the 22nd see i gotta i gotta go back and look at my calendar before i mess this up on the 22nd no. So, no. So on the 15th, let me make sure I make this right. So on the 8th, we got the AMC Sergeant Major coming. On the 15th, we got Command Sergeant Major retired Tim Sloan will be on the it will be on the pro, on the podcast. And then on the 22nd is Sergeant Latanya Burns will be on the show. So, a lot of things going on and then in October, listen y'all, oh my god. The whole month of October, other than the week that I come on by myself, is going to be dedicated to military spouses. And my team is working hard to put these panels together for us to talk to military spouses. And just to kind of give you an overview of what it is, one week is going to be female military spouses. And that's going to be hosted by Coach Kate and soon to be Sergeant Major Kiawana Phillip. I call her KP. And then the next week, we're going to do male spouses. That's going to be hosted by myself and Oz. Oz is going to take the lead on that. And then on the third week, we're going to bring all of those guests together, and we're going to collaborate all of those talking points, and we're going to have one big forum on this page, Military Spouse Appreciation Month. I know it's in another month, but we're doing it in October. So listen, I'm looking forward to the remainder of this month. I'm looking forward to October. It's going to be great. Once again, before we get off of here, y'all already know, hey, 17 September, if you're not at the Fort Hood area, make sure you tune in to NCOPD Live. We're going to have an awesome time. 
And if you are at Fort Hood and you would like to attend, make sure you go on and you uh, scan the QR code and you get your tickets. Now tickets are limited. They're going fast, but you need to go and get your ticket. Okay. So that's all I got for tonight. As always, y'all know the motto. If you see something wrong and you fail to do something about it, then you have just created a new standard. And at the end of the day, their issue is never with you, but their issue is with the standard. This has been yours truly. Style Sergeant Hicks, hashtag the professional SGL. Hey, we'll be seeing y'all next week. Y'all have a good night. On behalf of my advisors, the NCOPD Live team, we would like to thank tonight's special guests and for all of you that have tuned in to tonight's show. Until next week, we'll be seeing you soon. Have a great evening. Good night.